The news in 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes. This is LBC News. Let's go to America now because one person, quite well known, is actually leaving the country today. So let's talk about Simon Marks, about uh, Joe Biden. He's heading to Korea to do what, Simon? Well, he's actually arrived in Korea, Martin. He left uh, the White House uh, several hours ago, has now touched down in South Korea to kick off uh, what is going to be a two-nation, four-day tour of Asia uh, after meeting the new South Korean president uh, and having a a series of discussions with South Korean officials about uh, all sorts of issues, uh, ranging, of course, from Ukraine to the uh, North Korean issue. He's going to move on to Japan uh, for meetings with Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, Uh, And there also there will be a meeting of the Quad, which also, of course, includes uh, the leaders of Australia and India. All of this designed to underscore uh, that President Biden is in the business of building international alliances in contrast to his predecessor, uh, former U.S. President Donald Trump. As soon as he arrived in Asia, he headed straight to a Samsung semiconductor factory in South Korea. Uh, Samsung is... It's it's the model, this factory, uh, for a plant that Samsung is preparing to build uh, just outside Austin in Texas. Uh, And President Biden uh, really wanted, uh, by visiting this plant, to focus uh, on semiconductor manufacture and the shortage of semiconductors that has underscored uh, the need to bolster supply chains uh, because, of course, the supply chain crisis is undermining the U.S. economy and many other uh, economies around the world. Here's what he's had to say uh, in South Korea within the last hour. COVID-19 pandemic exposed the fragility of just-in-time supply chains. A global semiconductor shortage has caused a shortfall in consumer goods, especially automobiles, and it's contributing to higher prices around the world. And now, Putin's brutal and unprovoked war in Ukraine has further spotlighted the need to secure our critical supply chains so that our economy our economic and our national security are not dependent on countries that don't share our values. Now, the interesting thing about that is the way that he folded Ukraine and the Russian invasion uh, of Ukraine into that part of his speech. The White House projects now uh, Ukraine and the Russian military onslaught there uh, as simply being part of a panoply of foreign policy issues that the president is facing and argues that they are linked, that Vladimir Putin's war uh, on Ukraine has created even more economic pressure and upheaval, underscoring the need to address issues like uh, supply chain shortages. He spoke there about just-in-time supply chain uh, issues. Well, you know, the building of that Samsung plant in uh, Texas is not going to be resolving America's problem uh, any time immediately. The plant is not due even to be uh, finished constructing uh, until uh, late in 2024, and that is if everything goes uh, according to plan and they receive all all the uh, permits and regulatory approvals that they need on time. But it is poised to create 3,000 jobs uh, in Texas, and President Biden was very keen uh, to talk about that uh, in South Korea, even as uh, he advocated for a much stronger uh, economic relationship between the two countries. And I wonder what the uh, chap who runs that country to the north of where the president is is going to do. Because last time a U.S. president was in that part of the world, they actually met for a chat. 
They did meet for a chat. Remember, former President Donald Trump became the first sitting U.S. president in history ever to set foot in North Korea uh, when Kim Jong-un invited him to uh, step across uh, the threshold, as it were, at that border town where they met. This time, things are going to be very different. There is no ongoing dialogue whatsoever uh, between the United States and North Korea. The North Koreans have pushed back and refused all efforts by uh, the United States to revive discussions. President Biden is not even going to visit the demilitarized zone that separates uh, North Korea from South Korea. Uh, The White House says he's been there before. He saw it when he was vice president and he wanted to avoid uh, any aspect of, as the National Security Advisor put it on Air Force One, theater uh, by going to the demilitarized zone. Of course, images of President Biden peering through the binoculars at North Korean soldiers on the other side of the DMZ would have uh, contrasted fairly substantially with Donald Trump meeting Kim Jong-un and actually being escorted onto North Korean soil. So there may be also an an imaging reason why they've decided not to head to the DMZ. The big question this weekend is whether Kim Jong-un has uh, arranged any kind of uh, nuclear welcoming party uh, for President Biden and his entourage. Both South Korean lawmakers uh, and US intelligence agencies say they are concerned about the possibility uh, of a fresh nuclear test by the North Koreans in the next few days. Remember that North Korea, I think, has now mounted 14 missile tests so far uh, this year. That's in contrast to only eight in the whole of 2021. Uh, There are growing concerns that with every one of those tests, North Korea uh, advances its ability and capacity to create uh, a nuclear arsenal, but no talks underway whatsoever uh, to try and head that off. Instead, uh, President Biden will hunker down with South Korea's uh, new president uh, and they will uh, discuss their strategy going forward in a bid uh, to try and encourage the North Koreans to engage in dialogue. And Simon, we should just note, never mind the Supreme Court considering abortion matters, um, Oklahoma lawmakers have had a look at this too. Yeah, well, this is not the first uh, time, of course, in recent weeks that Oklahoma has moved uh, to tighten its abortion laws. Last night, the state assembly in Oklahoma passed what most analysts argue is the most restrictive abortion law in the nation. They are banning all abortions from the moment of conception onwards except in cases where the life of the mother is in danger uh, or in cases involving rape and incest. Um, And this, of course, is a measure that the lawmakers, Republicans uh, mostly in Oklahoma uh, and in many other states, view as preemptive coming ahead of what they think is going to be that Supreme Court ruling that strikes down Roe versus Wade, the 1973 landmark opinion that has kept abortion legal across the United States for 50 years. In the case of Oklahoma, that that law will now go to Governor Kevin Stitt to sign. I think highly likely that he will sign it uh, in haste. Um, And uh, then it will sort of be ready to take effect. It will take effect, barring legal challenges in Oklahoma. And what Republicans there are presuming is that pretty soon, uh, if uh, the Supreme Court goes ahead, as we believe it will, in striking down Roe versus Wade, there will be no need to worry about appeals to the Supreme Court against this new restrictive law. There are 13 states, mostly across the American South, that have already 
prepared so-called trigger laws that will simply snap into effect and restrict abortion uh, the second that Supreme Court decision is finalised and promulgated, which we still think is going to come uh, in the next six or seven weeks. Impossible to know exactly when that decision will fall uh, from the, uh, the lips of the justices. But states across the American South preparing now uh, to move the region into a part of the world where abortion will, uh, in very large measure, be unavailable. Simon, thank you very much indeed. Simon Marks reporting live from Washington, D.C.